And now, broadcasting on StarWorldWideNetworks.com, it's time for the Cannabis Reporter Radio Show with Snowden Bishop. Listen in as Snowden interviews cannabis industry pioneers, marijuana experts, policymakers, medical practitioners, patients, and other amazing individuals with compelling stories to share. It all happens right now. Here's the Cannabis Reporter, Snowden Bishop. Welcome back. Last week I spoke with J.P. Holyoke, a conservative dad who never smoked pot as a kid, and throughout most of his adulthood he was skeptical about the merits of cannabis. But that changed when he learned how medical marijuana could help his young daughter. Today he's a vocal advocate. As chairman of the Arizona campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol, he's fighting for the rights of patients and parents, like himself, to have better access to the medicine they need. There are a lot of people out there who've recently discovered the incredible healing benefits of marijuana. Learning how to use it is the easy part. Chances are that on any given city block, there's a neighbor who'd be happy to share their knowledge. For those who don't like smoking marijuana, there are also many simple ways to medicate. Vaping, pens, tinctures, oils, salves, and perhaps the most enjoyable, edibles. But edibles are hard to find. And if you aren't familiar with dosing, it's hard to manage. That's why I'm really excited to introduce our guest today. Chef Peyton Curry is the owner of Broadhouse, a popular eatery in Scottsdale, and moonlights as a cannabis chef, teaching people how to prepare medical medicated foods. We're just talking about pot brownies here. He makes recipes with whole grains, organic vegetables, oils, veggies, with recipes like crepes of wrath, am I there yet? baked with kindness and marinara sauce, and other dishes that make cannabis dosing fun for adults and children, too. Welcome. I'm so happy you're here. Thank you. It's (laughs) nice to see you. I watched a talk recently. Um, You were on a TEDx talk called Weediatrics. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And I learned a lot about you on that, but I also learned a lot about some of the other things that you've done by just reading about you. And you give back an awful lot for a chef. I do. I was a child once, uh, so I think growing up, not having things given to you, but um, having the opportunity of having them be in front of you is important to me. Yeah. I know how much it costs to get me out of bed every day, which means I know my value and what I have to charge. Um, being a Gemini and a twin, I work well as a team. So uh, I being me and others, or I being me is all of me. Uh, yeah. And giving back is very important to us, uh, whether it's the restaurant business or cannabis. It's all hospitality. It's taking care of the community and taking care of the people. Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I think it's a noble, a noble way to be in the world, for sure. <laughs> well, thanks. But I was very impressed by by your commitment to really showing people how to uh, have fun with their food, how to dose, Mm -hmm. how to make medicines that are enjoyable for children particularly. Yeah. And I I loved some (laughs) of the names too. Tell me about how you decided to get into this. Well, uh, I'm a raging alcoholic. I don't drink anymore. Um, The last time I drank, I I got a DUI. I blew a .44. Yeah, it was almost 300 pounds. Uh, this is four years ago. And I was on my floor uh, in my jail cell at that point, uh, and I was withdrawing from alcohol. 
and I was in a jail cell. Um, if it would have been opiates, I may have died. And while I was in there, I've always been a cannabis user since I was out of high school. I was mm, captain of the sports teams in high school, and I thought I would marry the girl that I was dating in high school until I met the woman that I married. And it changed my life detoxing from alcohol because I'm a cook. And for me as a cook, why was I abusing my body so much with poison like alcohol mm-hmm. when I'm feeding the community, whether it's schools down the street in Arcadia or the Brat House right down the street here from, from where we are in Scottsdale, I've always been focused on organic vegetables. And while I was having the DTs, which are an endocrine imbalance, right? You're having mm-hmm. seizures pretty much, right. right? Your blood sugar's all off, your metabolism's whacked. I ended up being released uh, from the jail cell that night. And the minute that I got home, I always remembered in high school um, people saying, well, I don't believe in cannabis or I don't do the weed. And then I got to college and people were like, well, the only time I smoke weed is when I'm hungover, but it's not medicine. But if it makes you <laughs> feel better when you're hungover, we don't have to have the medicine conversation, but I mean, just as logical humans, if it makes you feel better, then why can't it be considered therapeutic instead of medicine, right? So when I went home, as a cook, uh, being um, around a lot of organic farmers, whether it's cannabis or dates or cherries or, you know, whatever Mm -hmm. they're growing, um, I also knew a lot of uh, cannabis farmers, too, because Arizona was coming a long way in the cannabis movement, um, getting it legalized here for medicinal. At this time, I was done drinking. I was at my house. I needed to figure out how I could feel better. At that moment, not my depression, not my anxiety, not my obesity, none of that stuff. And I thought of the children, right? And this is me hungover, alcoholic Peyton on my floor, going, oh my God, if this child who has epilepsy, and I'm not comparing myself to a child with epilepsy or Dravet syndrome, but I am comparing my endocrine system to one that has some sort of imbalance. I made a tincture that afternoon, and a tincture normally has alcohol in it. Well, I'm an alcoholic. I'm not going to make tinctures with alcohol in it. It's not that it would make me drink my face off that day, but if I was sad or happy or celebrating, I'd be hammered. So I needed to develop a line of tinctures that was low in calorie because I needed to lose weight, no alcohol because I needed to stop drinking, and balanced because I was going to be attacked by the media for my outspokenness. Right. Within two days, my hand stopped shaking. Wow. My body was craving food. Well, Peyton, that's called the munchies. Okay. I didn't say it was medicine. <laughs> I didn't say it was medicine, but it got me to eat. Alcohol didn't get me to eat until I'd been going so far that I would just feed my face. So then I started to look at cannabis truly as the vegetable that it is. It flowers. It seeds. It doesn't look like a tomato, but neither does a zucchini. It's all a vegetable. Right. And it has nutritional benefit. Nutritional benefit. So when I started... Being aware and being focused on this life that this vehicle carries me around in, I started to understand, oh my God, America is not even looking at this plant as a vegetable. Politics have it so skewed that, well, it's not medicine. No, it's medicine. No one's even looking at it as a dietary happy place. It's Mm -hmm. full of probiotics. It's full of prebiotics. It's full of phytonutrients, right? So what I started doing was flipping the way that I looked at a lot of stuff. I was sober. I was aware. I was here right now. I woke up and I started to pick apart cannabis. And if you go to marijuanarecipes.com, you're going to see a lot of really fun recipes. And the reason, oh, yeah. 
reason why I want them on there is because I want you to understand your mother told you to eat your vegetables and this is a vegetable. So listen to mama. <laughs> right. Listen to mama. But what you need to do is it took me four years to get out of that place and to get to where I'm sitting in front of you today at 185 pounds. I smoke an ounce of weed a week. The state allows me to smoke two and a half ounces in 10 days. There's no way I could do that. Mm-hmm. No way. But I smoke all day. I smoke with my coffee. I smoke with my lunch. I smoke with my dinner. And then I go to bed. I work a lot. You Like you, I'm an entrepreneur, which means that I'm always jotting stuff down in right. random spots. And for me, I found a way to go away from Western medicine, which my whole family is all Western medicine. John Hopkins graduates, Northwestern grads, doctors, MDs, you know. And for me, I'm the black sheep, but now I'm the green sheep, right? Right. Yeah, because now my family watched me transition. My mom was worried as all could be about my cannabis use as a 32-year-old male. This is five years ago. Mom, it's legal. I pay this money to the state. Instead of taking the SSRIs that you want me on and the Oxycontin and things like this for sports stuff, I'm using the most anti-inflammatory vegetable on the world, on the planet. Right. And I'm using it as a vegetable, which before you decarboxylate cannabis or before you turn on cannabis it can't get you stoned so what i did was i did weediatrics which i was asked i was asked by uh ignite phoenix to come and give this presentation to doctors and the public and and have people look at this this was three years ago already have people look at this as kind of an icebreaker in the community. Right. Here's this celebrity chef, which uh, later found out they were talking about me uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, on stage talking about cannabis or the weed, as they called it. So if, I was like, if you want to call it weed, then I'm going to call this weediatrics because I'm going to have fun with it. If you Why won't not? allow me to, if you won't allow me to call it cannabis as a nutrient-rich vegetable, because we're not there yet, I'll call it weed. I'm okay with that. But we're going to do weediatrics. So. I started this program uh, where we've helped almost a dozen kids in Arizona. Um, we go into their homes. Uh, we help their mothers, usually. It's usually the mom. Uh, we help mom make medical tinctures at home mm-hmm. so she doesn't have to buy them at a dispensary so that the only thing that mother is relying on is the tomatoes. Just get me the same tomatoes every time. That once you take the weed away from it and you look at it as a vegetable, just keep that Roma tomato or that Cherokee purple tomato coming across the table and that mom will be happy. You make a tincture and it has alcohol. Well, it's a kid. Why are you giving a kid 40% by volume alcohol or a guy like me? So we went in and we started making, if I couldn't get into the dispensaries because of the way these dispensary groups work, right. if I couldn't get into it with this small town employee-owned edible company, I had to hit the brakes, so I stopped it, and I started doing in-home tutorials, and that changed everyone's lives because some of the dispensaries tell the parents with epileptic children to just eat it raw. Well, if you eat it raw, it's full of THCA, which is THC acid, which is is the non-psychoactive form of cannabis. THCA is also great for anxiety because it doesn't bring on paranoia. Because right. you're not under psychosis. Right. It relieves anxiety. It brings on a state of enlightenedness or euphoria, but you're not stoned because it's THCA acid. Mm-hmm. It is impossible for your endocrine system to get high off of THCA because of the chemical makeup. 
So in order to turn it from the vegetable cannabis to therapeutic, because we don't want to call it medicine, to therapeutic cannabis, you have to decarboxylate, which means just turning on Sweet Mary Jane. Mm -hmm. Without doing that, you might as well just take your money and throw it in the wind because you're never making that conversion because that conversion happens at a very specific temperature. And for those who don't know, um, how do you decarboxylate cannabis? It's a dehydration in, in essence, yeah, right? Yeah. yeah, you're knocking off carbon chains and you're doing things. Uh, we work with C4 Labs, which is a lab in Mesa, mm -hmm. which is a local company here. Uh, Swiss is the guy's name. We call him that. He's like a Swiss army knife. He can do anything with cannabis. So we go there and make sure that we're hitting these right temperatures. So what I've found in the last four years, and I charge a lot of money when I go out of state to do this kind of stuff, but for people, I'd give them out this information for free on marijuana recipes. Right. Take your cannabis, and if you're going to do this, do it with an ounce of shake. Don't go out and spend $400 on an ounce of trim, if the, or I mean on an ounce of buds if this is your first time. Mm -hmm. Buy an ounce of trim or shake. Put it in a glass Pyrex dish, one ounce. Put your cannabis that's ground, it's already shaked, so it's kind of ground up. Put that in the Pyrex dish. And then if you don't want to cover it with aluminum foil because you don't like that kind of stuff in your family, you can simply put a glass dish on top. Mm -hmm. Those Pyrex all come with a nice you know, lid that you can put on it. Right. You then take the cannabis in that Pyrex dish with the lid on. Then you put it in the oven. Mm. Then you hit 240 degrees on you do not preheat it before. If you preheat it before, it burns off or vaporizes a lot of the exterior material, and you'll end up losing some of the potency. Right. Right. So after 40 minutes for one ounce of cannabis, it's 40 to 50 minutes depending on how dry your butt is, you want it to smell like Christmas in your house. If it starts to smell like cannabis, it's activating those terpenes, flavonoids, all those beautiful properties in marijuana. Mm -hmm. If you don't cover it, a lot of that stuff just goes right up into the air. Right. So keep it, keep it covered. Covered. Yeah. And then you take that out, and then you have your warm fat. I use medium-chain triglycerides, which is a fancy way of saying coconut oil. Okay. Right. Cannabis hates vegetable oil. Cannabis hates vegetable glycerin because it's made for mammals. It's made yeah. for people that have cannabinoids in their fat. Right. Butter. Yeah. Cr cream. You know, avocado oil is one that we found after three years carried a stronger potency, a stronger lipid chain than any other fat that we were using. So we switched everything to avocado oil, better in HDL, LDL ratio. Mm -hmm. So here we are as cooks, right? Not getting all messed up. Holy smokes, these brownies are amazing. We're refining these processes and these standards of procedure are coming down the pipeline in the state of Arizona. Right. Did you know knew? That, yeah. Did you know that Arizona does a million dollars a day in cannabis sales? I did not know that. One million dollars, B to C. Wow. B to B, some days business to business, upwards of two million bucks. That's incredible. I watched 800 pounds of trim go through a dispensary uh, a week ago, about six miles from where we're sitting, paid in cash. Unbelievable. So, yeah, just <laughs> flying through it. Right? Yeah, and we've, we've talked on this show before about yeah. the legalization yeah. movement and Absolutely. why it is so important. Yeah. I mean, and people who don't advocate for uh, recreational marijuana really just don't understand why even 
medical patients want the recreational law to pass. Absolutely. And a lot of reasons, Many. not not the least of which is access. Yeah. And, you know, eliminating the stigma, mm-hmm. having, you know, more options available to people. And a healthier living. Healthier, healthier living, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So for us to then go into these families' homes, and we work with children and war vets, uh, so we can make things that are very strong for those that have PTSD that can help keep them asleep to mm-hmm. rebuild while you're asleep, which your body should do anyway. And right. we do the same for children because when children are having seizures, they're not resting. And when they're on meds, they're not resting either. These children are trapped, you know, and we're allowing the kids a different form of cannabis therapy and giving them a chance to go outside and play. And, you know, then we, then we work on the parents. Because right. then the mom is like, how do I get off Zoloft, Peyton? I'm on three pills a day, and I drink Chenin Blanc at night. I'm stressed out. And my husband's out in the garage drinking beer because he's sad that our daughter's sick. I mean, this is a common thing. Mm-hmm. And I would say more than 50% of the time, the whole family ends up consuming cannabis together. Wow. Which is amazing. Yeah. And, and once you see that, and once you watch how this happens, it's not stoners downstairs not working, you know? Cannabis actually allows someone like me to be lazy. It allows me to shut off if I smoke indica, if Mm -hmm. I smoke sativa or whoever you are and whichever you do. You just have to find out where your cannabinoid balance lies within your endocannabinoid system. Mm -hmm. And that just happens through legalization and chance. Right. Chance is no different at a dispensary or when you go to a doctor's office and they write you a script. Well, we'll start you at 10 milligrams, but we're going to give you 5 milligrams of this just in case. It's a chance. Yeah. It's no different. And I think what's so remarkable about what you're doing is you're really introducing people into a new way of consumption, number one. But number two, you're saving people a lot of money, Money. effort, everything else. And you touched on something that I think is interesting. A lot of dispensary owners that I've spoken to say, ah, well, we just don't get into edibles because Mm. it's just a whole other business. It's a Mm. whole other business. complex set of things that they need to either carry or if they're into growing and and manufacturing it's a whole other world to manufacture edibles Mm. and so what you're doing is you're giving people an opportunity to create their own Mm -hmm. but there are challenges to that too such as dosing and i know that you have a very simple way of explaining the dosing yeah absolutely Tell, we go, should we tell go over that? that? Yeah, okay. tell me because so I do a lot. Of, I do a lot of um, cannabis culinary expos. I, mm-hmm. I do them at Le Cordon Bleu Culinary School right down here, Arizona mm-hmm. Culinary Institute, where we bring in our cannabis from our dispensary, and we bring in jars of cannabis, and we teach these kids how not to cook with it, how to respect it, how to understand right. it. Mm-hmm. So, for this example, I take one gram of cannabis. One gram equals 1,000 milligrams. If your cannabis is testing, and we're just going to use 20% as easiness of math, if your cannabis is testing at 20% THC, you have 1,000 milligrams. 20% of 1,000 is 200 milligrams. So that means if you have a perfect decarboxylation, one gram of that flour is 200 milligrams. So when I hear dispensaries tell me, well, Peyton, we don't want to have a dispensary kitchen. I know. I want to be your dispensary kitchen. That's my lane. Mm -hmm. I can do this in my sleep. This is a cannabis catering company to me. Right. No different than any of that. I just have the mechanics figured out to do it on a large scale because of 
you know, the city of Arizona or the city of Scottsdale allows us to do things at larger scale than some other cities. Uh, So when you take this 200 milligram gram, when I go to these dispensaries and I say, well, if you don't want an edible kitchen, let me private label for you, which we do, which I won't even put my label on it. I just want to make sure the community's eating scratch made edibles with real food. That's well, it. and proper dosing. And proper dosing. So with this, so with this 200 milligrams, mm-hmm. if you were to bust that up and eat it raw, I mean raw, right? It's been cooked, but without it, putting it in a fat, if you were just mm-hmm. to eat this marijuana, you would get the sickest stomach that you would ever have in your life by eating this because it's part of the thistle family. Oh. Nettles, things mm-hmm. like this, right? Mm-hmm. So once you break that, I guess, barrier, <laughs> getting people to understand you should never grind your butt up and put it in your food because you're going to get sick right. and your body can't process it the way it can. This is the next crucial stage is adding it to the fat. Your fat has to be just as warm as your cannabis. Okay. So when you pull your fat out, I mean your cannabis out, your coconut oil should be on a medium. It doesn't have to be 240 because you're actually just going to let it ride at 190 degrees. So now instead of eating that one gram of 20%, now 200 milligrams. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to add it to the fat, which is your coconut oil. Right. So then you have to do the math after that, because now you've diluted that 200 milligrams by volume by adding liquid. Uh Uh-huh. So then I'll do one cup of coconut oil. Okay. So now I know a quarter cup is 50 milligrams. Okay. One batch of brownies from Buddy Crocker or Betty Crocker (laughs) is one quarter cup. Okay. So then I teach people to go down that basic pipeline. It makes 12 brownies. It's roughly four milligrams per brownie. Okay. Wow. That's amazing. Okay. Now that we did it with brownies, because everyone wants to go that way, because that's how they relate to cannabis is through the pot brownie. Right. Then I teach them how to do that same thing, but with not coconut oil, avocado oil. So now we have one cup at 200 milligrams. Okay. Now what? Now we're going to add shallots and lemon verbena and some champagne vinegar, and some cracked pepper, and some dill. And then we're going to put that over a salad. And now instead of eating a 400-calorie brownie, you're eating a wonderful probiotic-rich salad full of phytonutrients and really great things. So right. I'm, I'm taking that time to go through that formula in the person's home. Is it a precise 200 milligrams? No. You lose some of that while it's cooking, which is why we go to C4 Labs. So with C4 Labs, we take our flour off the plant, have it tested, Mm -hmm. because if there's anything wrong with it, we can't take it any further for processing. So we test the plant for everything, and then we test the oil, and then we test the edible, and then we test the final product before we box it. Right. So we have four tests that go through to make sure that we are a precise 10 milligrams. And that is so important. Yeah. So for us, this is our version of a gummy. Um, which is an Arizona prickly pear gummy. Okay, so this, there's no um, what cannabis. you're showing me because... This is unmedicated. I didn't bring anything on site. <laughs> I have to say I that. understand, My but... Team, yeah. Okay, so so basically what you're showing me is a little, um, almost a gelatin type of square mm-hmm. um, in the consistency of a gummy bear, really. Yep, yep. And that's made from 100% cannabis and... Arizona prickly pears. Prickly pears. Honey. Okay. And lemons from this beautiful state. So it's basically a um, vegan, for those who like vegan. 
And wow, okay. So the thing about this is this one cube, which is three quarter inch by three quarter inch by three quarter inch maybe, mm-hmm. um, is that you can cut this into five milligram pieces. This cube is 20 milligrams. Okay. Which again, doesn't mean anything to anyone, but neither did 10 milligrams of Zoloft with five milligrams of Percocet until you had that chance to talk to your doctor. This right. is the same thing. What you can do with this is for those that have throat surgery, some of the uh, Sun City people that I've done classes for, I make these for them, and then they pour hot tea over it, and they drink their medication warm. Okay. So the immediate bioavailability, because that medicine is already almost your body's temperature, it's turning that into energy right away. And mm. Whether that energy is considered medicine or therapeutic or whatever, it's endocrine energy to me. It's turning that motor in your body. Yeah. And if this was full of corn syrup and this was full of generic things, your body cannot break it down right. naturally. I've got a question for you, and yeah. maybe you don't know the answer, but maybe you do. If someone were to take one of those squares mm-hmm. and actually suck on it like a lozenge yep. in a way, yep. um, submucal uh, through your gums and through yeah. the interior of your mouth, delivery is always, when you're talking medication, it's mm-hmm. always a lot more um, potent and more direct delivery than putting it through your digestive system. So if someone were to take an item like that and suck on it, are they, is it going to be twice as potent as if they had just... It uh, won't be twice as potent. You will feel the effects faster. Faster. Okay, I guess that's a better that. way to say it. Yeah, it's totally fine. Uh, a lot of people don't want that immediate rush. Mm-hmm. Right? So I, I tell them this is why you need the salad. It's why you shouldn't be sucking on candy. Right. 90 some dispensary, uh, 90 some percent of the dispensary kitchens here buy their candy at Costco and they spray it with marijuana spray. It's not even mixed into the edibles. Oh, that's disappointing to hear. I didn't realize that. Yeah, there are a few scratch kitchens here. So, what what this spray allows you to do is just buy box commercial brownies from large box retailers and then spray it on it and then cut it and then just resell it. I didn't know that. Yeah. So for us, we use, in our brownie, for example, we use Arizona dates as the binder. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a gluten-free brownie. And it's, uh, this is 40 milligrams. Right. And this, if it was medicated, this would be something that on the market right now, this is an inch and a half by an inch and a half by maybe quarter of an inch. Mm-hmm. If this was on the market as a, a brownie, it's 940 calories from our competitor. Okay. Same dose. So it's 940 calories. Yeah, and you're trying to sell that to someone as a medical patient. Yeah. But yet here you have this where we're supporting Arizona small farmers, right, with dates. And And so that means it's probably lower in sugar. Absolutely. It has good fat, not bad fat. fat. Good fat. Is that brownie vegan also? This brownie is vegan. (gasps) So our line, you can special order. We have our regular brownie, which this has some butter in it, some flour. Yeah. Then we have our gluten-free brownie, which is chickpea flour. And then we have our gluten-free vegan brownie. So for me as a cook, I'm not going to tell you how to eat. When I went to the Broad House and did the concept at the Broad House, the investors are like, we're doing 13 different sausages and French fries and pretzels. And I said, we need to do salads. Mm -hmm. You don't eat salads. I know. My wife does. Yeah. I'm a dude. I'm from Minnesota. I love sausage. I used to drink beer. You know, I'm going to go there and just crush sausage, right? And sauerkraut. Ladies aren't going to do that. You know, right. And and for us, the same goes with the edibles. Yeah. You know? Well, it's it's great to accommodate those markets because mm. often they're uh, discriminated against yeah. in yeah, right. in so many ways. Yeah. And 
yeah, and and I, I for one, would um, I, I really appreciate that you're doing that, actually. Well, and, yeah. and for us, what we're able to do is we are able to come to the market about 12% lower in price mm-hmm. with an employee-owned nine-person edible company based out of Williams, Arizona, mm-hmm. which is amazing that we can come out and not spray stuff, which is much more affordable, and just buy things at wholesale price from big box places and spray it. But there's no integrity in that. Right. I couldn't take my family on vacation knowing that that's what I did to get my family on vacation. Mm-hmm. That means I don't value anything, right? Yeah. <laughs> you know. Well, so. the beauty of this movement and the beauty of the fact that it is still illegal federally, which yeah. it's a bummer for um, so many reasons, but it, the one benefit is that the grassroots movement actually has a little bit more control on the quality of what is being produced right now. Yep. And it's not all about the big buck, That's a great although point. some are about the big buck, but, sure. um, but I think for the most part, people like you are in this for the right reasons. And it's really to help people Absolutely. and to make the product affordable, make it pure and natural, accommodate the needs of people who don't like to consume animal products or people who have dietary restrictions like sugar or gluten or yeah. any of those things. I mean, it's, it's phenomenal. I'm really, I'm really impressed, honestly. And, and I, you know, of course I like to research my subjects, <laughs> but that was just something I didn't know yeah. about what it is that you were going to bring to this. It's neat. Yeah. It's really neat. And we're able to go, there's a patient, she's in her eighties that lives out in the West Valley. She goes through a uh, 28 at, you know, on an average, 28 of these tincture bottles a month, mm-hmm. almost one a day. They're $105 yeah. for her per day to take or per bottle for this right. stuff. So what we did is we took that stuff, took it to a lab. We reverse engineered it, figured out what it was that she needed based on that cannabinoid profile. Mm-hmm. And then we offered it to the dispensary through them to her at a discounted rate. Then she came back, started buying flowers, and now she consumes cannabis as an edible and also as a flower form. Right. Because now she smokes in the morning and she can go off and do her stuff where before she needed to medicate with this tincture, which is really potent, and she couldn't get out and do stuff. Just out of curiosity, don't reveal anything about her, but what is the condition that she's... Crohn's. Crohn's disease. Which at that age, I can't believe that she has Crohn's and she's that old. Wow. Yeah. Lupus. Uh, lupus and Crohn's are, are two of the ones that are out there that we're helping right now. And the lupus, the woman that has lupus, we did the same thing with the tincture and we got her on raw cannabis juice, yeah. which helps uh, change the pH level of the stomach and the acids and the alkalinity of the stomach, mm-hmm. and which changed the way that her body broke down food. So she Enzymes. Lost, and, yeah, yeah. She lost some weight. She was able to change her diet a little bit. And that's just by us going in, not Peyton Curry, celebrity chef, blah, blah. That's us going in as a brand, us going in as a community saying, I don't want to take money away from your dispensary, but right. if we can provide the patient with that same stuff, plus a little bit more, you're not losing money every month and she's gaining. Well, Peyton, how can you afford to do that? We're really good at farming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We're really good at it. And, right. and for us, we develop those relationships through the dispensary Route 66 Wellness and Williams to write them a grocery list and they give us our stuff from anywhere that we need it. Wow. They source it through all these great dispensaries. 
That's incredible. So it's amazing. And I don't have to do any of that stuff, you know? So for me, the fact that our partner is following compliance is key. I don't want to go to jail. I did that as an alcoholic. I don't want to do it as a dad. Right. My, my, hair's, my hair's way too pretty for jail. <laughs> so that was speaking of your yeah, hair. Yeah, yeah. I want to, I want to just mention something oh, that man. people may not know about you, but you have these beautiful, um, curly locks that go down p- below your shoulders, well below your shoulders. Yeah. But every once in a while, tell us what you do. I donate, I'm a twin, which I've probably said a couple of times, uh, donate my hair to children, twin children that have cancer or other ailments. I don't sponsor one particular company anymore after doing some research and figuring out where it went uh we'll actually pay to do it ourselves wow and then we'll give children that that need some hair my hair the only thing i say is don't ever drug test it because that's an eight-year-old with some interesting hair (laughs) (laughs) so we donate it you know it's a teenager could get him into trouble you're getting an athlete (laughs) yeah yeah it's that it's that you know uh it's the good thing to do and i i have weird hair and and I shaved my head all in high school because I have this hair and I, I didn't want to rock it. And then once I got sober and I got aware of what life is, not what it was for me, mm-hmm. I, I knew like, oh my God, if you're going to grow this unique hair that kids either love or hate, because I look like a clown sometimes, you know, to see the moms and the dads that get to see their children, you know, have, have real hair. It's yeah. not their hair, but it's real hair. It's not synthetic and it means a lot, you know, and... And for us, uh, as a well, com- especially cancer children yeah. who lose their hair due to chemotherapy, yeah. who I'm sure you meet quite a few yeah. doing what you do because yeah. you're you're probably teaching their mothers how to make them fun food. We are, and we're teaching them how to make topicals for chemo burn, which is some radiation burn that we see sometimes, yeah. and there's no petroleum in it. You know, there's it's there's the right way to make stuff, and then there's the way. The right mm-hmm. way is to make a profit and make as much as you can and all this stuff. The way is just making it. Mm-hmm. You know, if we didn't have money and we just made stuff, we would just be making it one way. It's people finding ways of refining and making it af- more affordable to produce. Right. We don't do that. Right. That's why our flour is tested first. If it comes back with powdery mildew, which I've seen on a nationwide right. level, yeah. if it comes That's back with mites or if it comes back with... Um, you know, some gnarly pesticides, which you can spray on cannabis to grow bigger tomatoes, but you're growing bigger buds instead of tomatoes. It's the same stuff. Yeah. You know, I mean, I live in Mesa. I'm the only non-Mormon family in Mesa, in our neighborhood, of two blocks. We help two families, Mormon families, with children with epilepsy. Wow. Yeah. It's weird what happens when the neighbors ask what you do for a living. It was strange because they Googled my name first. And mm-hmm. Then they obviously saw what I do for a living, and I told them, you'll never see me drunk yelling at anybody. You'll never see me passed out. You'll mm-hmm. never see me arguing with anybody, right. ever. If we have a problem, we're going to do it just the two of us, you know, and have a yeah. conversation. And my neighbors uh, came over to my house uh, after I put in 14 tons of black dirt so I could grow organic lawn for my daughter <laughs> so she didn't have to, you know, wear shoes. And I put in um, uh, over 100 pounds of worm castings and salmon fish emulsion. Mm-hmm. And my neighbors are like, what are you doing? I'm growing grass. And they're like, well, we know you do that at work, but why are you doing it this way at home? I said, well, my daughter can walk on this. And before you know it, I'll have the best grass in the lawn. I mean, the best grass in my house and on my lawn. And they laughed hysterically. 
And my neighbor said, what time does it start smelling good back there? That's what he said. <laughs> These are Mormons, right? And they're opening up because they know you can flip open my recyclables. My wife loves rosé. Yeah. My sister-in-law, every once in a while, will drink a margarita. And me, I'll make them. You know, I'll never drink it. It's just not my thing. Right. You know? yeah. So my neighbors have started this amazing conversation. And now that they know that they can think of it as a vegetable that they can juice, it blows their mind. Right. Well, and also they become a little less judgmental because I think in the in the Mormon community, especially, yeah. you know, it's very anti-drug, anti-alcohol, mm-hmm. and they have a pretty clean existence, totally. actually. How many of the people that are in that community that, you know, actually moved here from Utah because they couldn't treat their children? Out of the dozen or so children that, that I've been able to help, I've actually had three of the families move out of the state and move to Colorado because of the better. Oh, move from here. From here. They moved here initially. Uh-huh. But then when the Arizona doesn't, doesn't mandatory, isn't mandatory lab testing on flowers and any cannabis materials in this state. Right. So you can spray anything on them you want. Ugh. So these families with children with autism and ADHD and epilepsy, they had to move because some of their meds had, contaminants in them precious mm-hmm. metals and things like this so they had to move to another state uh which you know some go to oregon some go to Cal- uh, colorado right but here there's of oh, those two families there are two more that have moved here and right. one is one is for the entire family's uh ailments mm-hmm. and then one is just for the child so we've developed a relationship with the clients uh, at sun valley meds mm-hmm. to give free cannabis cards to children Wow. Yeah. And then Flourish gives them free medicine. Wow. So Sun Valley Meds, Sun Valley MMJ is where you find them. I don't work for these people. I don't make money off them. I don't do any of that. No, I appreciate you sharing that, though, because I think that's going to be helpful. Yeah, to get these partnerships with great people. And Dustin Klein... uh, has done and Andrea's wife who runs the place, you know, they, they do amazing things. There's three locations across the valley. Uh, and with our, um, with our involvement with Weediatrics and then our involvement with Sun Valley Meds, uh, my daughter's pediatrician took a four month hiatus from running the Naturopathic Institute of Arizona and is working with us for the next four months. Wow. So Dr. Matthew Burrell, B-A-R-A-L, if you look up Dr. Burrell, you can see his credentials. He runs pediatrics in this state, both on a natural and a Western medicine side. So on Tuesday, Dr. Burrell is going with me to Berkeley to help a four-year-old boy with some cannabis therapy. So now I get to go with a doctor. Wow, I love that. Yeah, and now it's not just... You know, Peyton Curry, oh my gosh, I Googled you. You're on the high time stage all the time. Why are you giving my child cannabis? I wear a shirt that says I feed cannabis to children. <laughs> oh man, I get some looks to it, you know. But it also sparks conversation, you know. It gets yeah. people coming up to me saying, what does your shirt mean? And I'll tell them, cannabis is a vegetable. And for children that, that have lupus and Crohn's that are that young, you know, 7 to 15, you know, we can get in there and we can do some great work yeah 
I, it's just, it's amazing to me, but I, I, I imagine you would yeah. get, especially, yeah. especially with all of that beautiful hair. <laughs> and my daughter has, Fiona Julep has the same hair, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I, when I tell people that we do cannabis births and cannabis deaths, you are like, what do you mean a cannabis birth? And I tell them, you know, my daughter didn't come into this world this way. It wasn't my choice. It's my wife's choice. When mm-hmm. we have wives, my wife did a home birth, no Western medicine, no painkillers, nothing. Wow. It's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. I was there for 36 hours. I made food. I made all this stuff, nutrient rich food, and I cooked for her the whole time. We're in the hospital. They give you a bucket of ice and be like, see you in four hours. Right. A bucket of ice and a spinal tap. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Turn it up to 11. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's a machine. Yeah, yeah. So for. And such a cold environment to bring in a child. Yeah. Yeah. No, not yay. Bright lights. It's cold and sterile. You have stuff all over you. Scare the hell out. I want to go back. Yeah, we were talking cats earlier i think our main coon was on the bed when this one was coming into the world you know i mean it's it's the beauty and when moms are out there and they want a natural choice you mm-hmm. know we have some moms that that get um some emotional issues while they're pregnant and mm-hmm. the doctors will prescribe zoloft to a pregnant oh, woman yeah and for me why not offer a cannabinoid rich vegetable and teach this mother how to keep her food down mm-hmm. so she doesn't throw up every morning you right. don't have to get blasted Right. But Peyton Curry's mission in Arizona is to make sure that you're getting the right meds. Mm-hmm. Not doesn't have to be from our company, but yeah. just the right stuff. Well, it's a matter of education too. I mean, I was, um, I remember uh, learning about a friend from a while back, um, and actually, I was in the birthing room with her, and she had some physical issues and medicated herself with cannabis. Mm. And a day after her child was born, um, Department of Children's Services came and took her baby away. Yeah, absolutely. Because it tested positive for marijuana in in her urine. And it was the most catastrophic, devastating. You can't imagine what she was going through. I mean, it was just horrifying. But it's just because people are not educated as to, you know, what that in the system of, you know, a newborn would be. But... Yet, you know, it was necessary for the mother to medicate. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. I don't know. And I think that eventually with people like you out there in the community doing incredibly good things for children, for adults, teaching them how to naturally care for themselves, I think that we're going to start seeing people embrace the concept of legalization and not believing that everybody who wants to legalize is some you know, wacky pothead right. surfer dude, yeah. you know? Totally. And, so. and, and for us, you know, we take it even a step further with these mothers that have uh, had the child, right? Babies, mm-hmm. babies come into the world. I'm breastfeeding. Things are amazing. My doctor wants me to go back on these SSRIs. Can you do me a favor and just give us a month on cannabis therapy? I'll get you your card. We'll help you through this process. And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to feed you our organic edibles. You're not even going to smoke. I'm going to feed you organic edibles with cannabis cuisine therapy is now what we're talking about. Hmm. And then we'll test their breast milk. What do you mean you'll test their breast milk? I'm going to show you that you should not be concerned about your child getting THC at such a point that it's going to make your child psychoactive. The levels of THC will blow your mind once you do these studies. So we're we're doing a show with ABC called Conscious Cannabis. Conscious Cannabis has been filming uh, for a month and a half, and we are now filming our fourth pilot on Thursday. 
Wow. <laughs> because they keep telling me to change it up because it's too progressive. You're teaching people how to manipulate a narcotic, Peyton. I'm talking about moms that don't want to take Zoloft and are having concerns about THC levels. Right. So we're constantly changing this up to be able to get it out to the media. And that's yeah. why sitting in this chair today, I, I pulled up in the parking lot at 1 o'clock just to make sure I was here on time because mm -hmm. this is important to me because mm -hmm. you give me the opportunity to reach people that I can't do, and I have a face for radio, so it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you have a face that would be just fine in television, too, let me assure you, and I'll assure everyone listening, he's actually a very handsome guy with lots of long hair. Yeah. So, uh, wow. Yeah. Well, I, I'm, uh, I'm really, really happy that you've been able to share this with us today because... And hopefully a lot of people will have the chance to listen and understand what it is that you're doing and what you're trying to achieve. And um, I'm really excited for you to start breaking through some of the dispensaries and letting them see what your amazing products are like. And I'd love to come to a cooking class. <laughs> well, we, I talked to the staff. Uh, we have a female-run kitchen. Mm -hmm. And we would like to extend our invite to you and your staff to come and cook with us and do oh, a show. We would love that. You can see how we do everything. We're a completely open book. If you, yeah. can, if you can take what the knowledge you gain from working with us and opening your own business af off of what you learned, more power to us because we're mm -hmm. good teachers. Yeah. And, we just give that open door policy because uh, I would say about 15% of people take us up on that offer. Right. And when they do, they're, they're like, why would you ever say no to this? And that's what we tell people. Yeah. Don't say no. Yeah. Vote yes. Vote yes. Yeah. I know. Well, in Arizona, it's coming up. Yep. And a number of other states out there, it's coming up. Yep. So we're doing our best to get the word out. But, okay, I want to just open this up for you to tell me what it is that you want people to know most about what you're doing, just uh, your overarching most important piece of information you could give to anybody out there, whether they're experienced users or newcomers or skeptics mm -hmm. or whatever. What, it is, what is it that you'd like people to know the most? I need people to research Delta 8, Delta 9, and Delta 11. Because once you get cannabis, marijuana, weed, and pot out of those words, and you research those Delta 8s, Delta 9s, and Delta 11s, you'll understand what happens to your body when you consume cannabis. You'll understand the effects of an edible, which are different from a sublingual tincture, which are different from smoking flour or doing a dab. And I also want people to ask where and when their meds have been tested. Because we had this problem with food and the overconsumption and overprocessing and over farming and the same things happening with cannabis, which means we're wasting water. Oh yeah. Don't waste water. Let's grow up together. Let's do it right. Yeah. Don't panic. It's organic. Don't panic. It's organic. <laughs> <laughs> I'll leave you with that. That's a good one. Yeah. yeah. So, well, <laughs> that's a, that's a good one. Yeah. And thank you for that. Yeah. Thank you. I am. I'm really, really grateful that that you're here, and um, I really can't wait to come and see your kitchen and I'm gonna hold see you what to you're it. doing. Yeah, yeah. Please, and let's stay in touch too. Please we'll, do. We'll find um, we'll find some ways to support one another. We'll be I joint think. partners. How about let's that? Let's do that. <laughs> let's do that. You know what? I tell you, there's strength in numbers, mm. and I think that the more people that can collaborate with one another and try to find ways to spread the word, raise awareness. 
um, we can engender more advocacy and acceptance and make this beautiful, uh, sustainable, healthy plant available yeah. to whoever needs it. Right. Yeah. Not just so. Me. Anyway, well, on that note, I would like to personally thank you so much, Chef Peyton Curry, for sharing your incredible knowledge with us today. Um, look up some of his recipes on marijuanarecipes.com and also on flourishkitchens.com. And please visit us at thecannabisreporter.com to learn more about this topic and other amazing topics or subscribe to our weekly podcasts. And if you like what you hear, please rate us on iTunes. The more you rate us, the more we can spread the word to other people. And also, last but not least, I'd like to thank our amazing engineer, Kyle Pratt at Star Worldwide Networks. And thank you, thank you, thank you. And thank you all for listening. I'm Snowden Bishop, the Cannabis Reporter, over and out.